it's Jackson. And welcome back to another episode of Reality Talk with Jackson. And today I'm chatting with April Raquel and Looney Ford from Ready to Love Miami on OWN. I hope you guys enjoy this super fun interview. This season has been fun to watch so far. Um, I'm curious for you, how has it been um, since you have you been watching since you've been off the show or um, have, did you really watch the season at all? I don't know how it feels to watch yourself on TV, but <laughs> it's very it's very interesting to watch yourself on TV, especially when you don't necessarily know how it's going to be, you know, edited and, and shown. Right. So. <laughs> Um, you know, that part's always fun, but I'm, I'm definitely watching. I'm still supporting the rest of the cast members. Um, definitely still watching to see, you know, how everything ends and, you know, um, how everyone's story kind of, kind of wraps up towards the end here since we're coming up to the finale soon. Right. Right. Um, (laughs) but to kind of, uh, go back to the beginning of things, I'm curious, why did you, um, decide to do Ready to Love? Um, well, I basically wanted to do it because I thought it was something different. Um, it, it was definitely me stepping outside of my comfort zone um, and seeing if it would work. So I just was kind of taking a taking a leap of faith, kind of in a sense, and <laughs> just trying to see if it would it, it could actually potentially be something. So, yes. Um, did you watch the show prior to joining? I actually, I did, but I did not know about the show prior to joining. So once I was, uh, uh, you know, cast for the, for the, for the show, um, that's when I actually went back and watched it and I was like, oh, okay. But I was not familiar with the show before. (laughs) Oh, okay. So not knowing the show until you got cast, did that, um, did watching when you watch the show back after you already like kind of committed to it and stuff? Did it make you anxious at all to the show or did you just like, were you excited for the experience? I mean, I was still excited for the experience, but I was a little anxious at the same time because I started to realize as I was watching it that it was definitely more about like multiple connections and, you know, uh, dating multiple people as opposed to, you know, necessarily finding just, you know, that one person. So I was a little anxious on how I was going to handle that. <laughs> Yes, for sure. And that's kind of, yeah, that's the interesting part of the show is, yeah, kind of uh, having either like one, like a strong connection or finding multiple kind of connections to be able to kind of stay in the process of the show. So it's a, it's an interesting kind of balancing act, I think, with this show. Definitely. Definitely. (laughs) Yes, it's very, it's different than other dating shows, for sure. (laughs) that's for sure that's for sure and it definitely I mean that adds to a lot oh you know when you're when it's multiple people you know you've got the women you're you're dealing with and their energies and then you've got all of these different energies from the guys so it's definitely brings a a different dynamic to it yes and at the and unfortunately uh at the beginning of the season you um when you had to take a little bit of time off because of you were tested positive for COVID, right? Yes, the COVID got me, got me. (laughs) Yeah, so how did that, I mean, obviously, um, you know, that was the beginning of this, um, you know, the show and everything for the season. Uh, How were you, what was going through your head when all, when that happened? You know, for I I really, I thought I was going home. Uh, You know, I really really thought I'd be going home at that point because, 
you know, I, I, I had only met the guys at the mixer that one time. And, you know, that was all I had, you know, uh, as far as an impression on them. So I definitely assumed that I would be one of the first to go home. Um, so I was definitely pleasantly surprised um, to, you know, not have gone home, even though I was sick and not even there. But <laughs> right. but so April, to kind of catch up with you, uh, I asked Looney already, but so I'm curious for you, why did you decide to do Ready to Love? Just uh, at this point in life, I um, did so much self like work on self I, I i gave myself a lot of room and opportunity to just explore my career interest in my dreams and um just to kind of invest in the things that i saw for myself within um my independence really had become you know a very important factor for me how great of a life can i design and craft for myself without owing anyone anything or feeling like I need a man to advance myself or to survive or to pay my bills or any of that. Like I, um, and I took a lot of pride in that as well. And just, let me just kind of go at this on my own and figure it out my way and not have anyone's expectations hanging over me or having to factor someone else in. And after, you know, a while, you know, if I do think if, you apply yourself and you align yourself with your goals and you achieve them, then at some point it's like, well, you know, now why not? Why not make room for love? Why not explore now a suitable mate? Because with me having taken the time that I took to just figure myself out, I'm now more mature and I'm in a better place. I know more about what kind of partner I would want. I know more about what I have to offer someone. So mm-hmm. My 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 journey to to evolve and just to grow up, you know, and just to um, learn some things about life and to aspire to be a certain kind of person. It just gave me, I think, enough perspective to now be able to make a really informed decision and make a an emotionally intelligent intelligent decision with choosing a partner. So I, I thought. I mean, I'm an entertainer. So, mm-hmm. you know, shows and opportunities like these definitely require, I think, a certain kind of personality right. and just being open enough and comfortable enough to be on camera to do this type of journey. Obviously, it does take a very special person, a, a special kind of person. Um, so the opportunity presented itself and it just seemed almost like, okay, they're right here in Miami. I don't really get out and date that much. Why not put myself in this position to see what this local area might have to bring? Because of course I'm thinking this is going to be upper echelon of, of, you know, the, the, the top cream of the crop pickings of the area. Let's see what's, what Miami and South Florida has to offer for um, somebody like me. It fell in my lap in a in a really beautiful way once I made the decision to apply to be on the show. Mm-hmm. And I figured let's let's just let's explore this. Let's try it this way. I thought the vetting of it was gonna be favorable. Okay. Um, <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I thought. So I, I felt comfortable to pursue and to be a part of this kind of process because I'm thinking like they're gonna do so much of the work for me in terms of like. Are these guys sane? Do they have stuff <laughs> in their background? Are they, you know, are they going to come with integrity and character? 
that's what I was hoping for, um, which also gave me some comfort to go this route. Okay. Um, now, I asked Looney as well, did you watch the show prior to joining? I did. I watched earlier seasons, though. And oh. so okay. I, I, I thought that my experience would have mirrored the beginning, you know, of, of this whole concept. The first two Atlanta seasons were really great, very impressive. I love the caliber of the people. I love the black love stories that were being told. Um, I did also watch Potomac, which was a phenomenal season. I, I enjoyed Potomac. I thought it was really great. And obviously I think in the history of uh, Ready to Love, we got a chance to witness probably one of the most beautiful love stories to be unfolded between Clifton and Joy. So it was for me, I'm like, okay, if I'm going to do something like this, this feels like the setting and the environment that I want to do it in based off the seasons that I saw. Okay. Yes. Now with your expectations, um, how did it, how did you think of as the experience as a whole when it ended up, did it meet any of your expectations or not so much? Not so much. Uh-huh. Um, not so much. I was taken aback by a lot of the process and um, I I was expecting there to be, and, and in all fairness, I know out of the 10 men that were available um, to us, Half of them were over 40 and up and half of them were not. So in all fairness, I understand that it's not going to be like 10 seasoned men over 40. Mm. Um, but I was really looking forward to connecting um, with guys that were closer to my age. And I just I did not have that experience. So that that for me was probably one of the most unfortunate elements of this is that I just there there weren't many options for me. OK. No, that makes sense. Um, but to kind of, um, I'm kind of curious for both of you, um, at the very beginning of the process, at the um, the cocktail party at the beginning, when we kind of get to meet everyone, um, was there any guys at that very beginning stage that you both initially were attracted to or really like connected with? Um, Looney, I'll start with you. Was there anyone that kind of stands out in your mind that originally you... Uh, kind of smitten for (laughs) (laughs) um well as far as just like physical um Mm -hmm. attraction like not knowing um i would say uh justice uh was 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 one for me um mike was another one um and i thought samson you know i was i thought samson was also good looking uh a good looking man as well um so i would say that those those and devin devin was another one i keep forgetting about Devin. (laughs) i didn't get a chance to meet calvin um so i never saw him at the mixer so um yeah yeah. (laughs) yes um april what about you yep um so speaking of calvin i was on the phone with him trying to see if i could get him to join us last Uh minute Yes. Is he busy? Uh, he was. He was. It, it was just a little bit too spur of the moment for him. So he could not um join us. But same with Calvin, I did not get a chance. I we we literally had a hi, my name is April. Nice to meet you. I'm Calvin. Shook hands and we kind of just got pulled. Um so that was unfortunate and oddly enough. Calvin probably, well, I'm not going to say probably, Calvin most certainly would have been, um, I think, the most 
I use this term a lot nowadays because I really resonate with it, but he would have been the most emotionally available, the most emotionally intelligent, and I think mature man for me to have connected with. None of this really came to surface until um, much later. I want to say after the reunion, the reunion was our first time actually having a conversation. So in that moment, I'm just like, well, damn, there it is. No wonder, you know, like he probably would have been a great connection for me to have made. He's tall, very muscular, which totally is uh, my type of guy. Um, But I was also... um, Definitely interested and attracted physically to Mike because, again, I like him tall. I like him muscular. I like him athletic. Um, And he's got that beautiful chocolate dark skin. So I did see Mike. um, And um, Justice and I did connect at the mixer, but it wasn't really so much on the physical front. Like we had some pretty good engaging conversations. So our 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 attraction i think was a bit a bit beyond just the surface just based on the things that we had in common right um now i don't know if you guys can say but was there any guys there that you just saw and you're like or you talked to and you're like this is not the type of guy for me like maybe we can be friends but we will never like have a romantic connection or they just turned you off like their personalities just uh you know did not mix with yours um april uh, start with you this time. Mm-hmm. You, you don't, if there's no one, you don't have to. I'm just always yeah. curious. Yeah, I, I won't say that there was anybody that I'm just like, okay, <laughs> yeah, that's most that's a hard no, that's a negative. If anything, my thought in that regard was just, oh, oh, he's cute, but he's a little too young for me. Mm. Um, so that would be the extent of me having any like harsh criticisms of anyone. I didn't have any. Um, it was just more so a compatibility thing right out the gate, knowing that I did not want to date anyone younger. Okay. Okay. Um, Looney, what about you? Um, I also, I don't, I don't know if I necessarily had any hard nose. Um, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I can't, I can't really think of, of any just hard nose just off of personality or anything like that. Right. Um, okay. So there's that. Um, now, um, April with Mike, obviously, I know you said even on the show that you um, had a connection, but you felt that he was just not into you. Um, and so <laughs> obviously kind of we see kind of um, you guys did the was it the trapeze little circus date? Yeah. Yes. Yes. So you did that and you talked to him and you guys kind of got into a little heated discussion. Um, <laughs> now. Um, he says that you were too much drama. At least he says that in like, you know, confessionals and stuff after. So what was your reaction seeing him say that? I was pissed. Mm -hmm. It was, um, I was a little confused as well, uh, because many things, my goodness, where do I even begin to unpack that? So, um, in episode two, when we had our first ladies lounge, I had shared that. I'm like, okay, well, I can assess things pretty quickly. And I have absolutely no problem with detaching from anyone that is not for me. And um, I did want to get to know Mike and I did. Um, I found him attractive, but what else there was to know of him was still a, a huge mystery. So 
Um, I left that open, but by the time we had gotten to our second, our, our brunch, which was our, our second group um, activity that we did, it was clear to me that he's not interested in, okay, no problem. So when I, when I named him in my bottom choices, that got back to him and it was a problem. And mm. I honestly, I'm like, well, why is it a problem? Because you're not interested. So what's what's the deal? Why are we even needing to have this conversation with me explaining to you why I put you in my bottom choices? So his explanation to me was that that's not the case. It's not that I'm not interested. It's just it's a lot going on. It's, you know, they're pulling us a million different ways. I'm I'm having to respond to all of these different requests and and I am trying to get to know all of these ladies at once. I'm real low key. This is not really how I roll. This is a lot for me. It's not that I'm not interested. It's just, it's a lot, a lot, a lot. Okay, fair enough. So then what are you saying? Do you want to get to know each other or not? Because it's, it's not a thing. I'm not here to press, push, pull. I said these things on episode. So the conversation that you saw, I, I found it to be really interesting how the bits and pieces that were used for the episode literally were not reflective of the mood of the conversation. Once that ice was broken and he expressed that he didn't agree and didn't like that he wasn't putting the bottom and felt that I wasn't patient enough, that I didn't give him enough of an opportunity for him to talk to me or get to know me, then it became rather playful and it was fun. And we were literally back and forth kind of tit for tat. And that part of it, I can see how that could be taken and edited to make it look like drama. But literally Mike and I were nose to nose this close, Uh just kind of like talking trash to each other. And I think in that moment, we realized like, okay, there's actually a real cool vibe here. This is more comfortable and it's more playful and it's just, it's a vibe more so than either of us thought that there would be. And in that moment at the circus date, we realized like, okay, we, we should definitely talk beyond this. And we exchanged numbers that day, had conversation. We talked quite a bit. Now the few days after that was my elimination. And this is where I was most thrown off. In our um, in our conversations, Mike had given me a lot of insight as to like, well, you know, we got this, the gentleman's lounge and this is coming up. I don't, I can't speak for any other guys, but I know there's, I'm, I, I had you in my bottom at one point because, you know, we, we hadn't talked and I didn't think there was any energy, but there's no way I'm putting you in the bottom now. Um, and I'm sure, you know, me and justice for sure are going to be like guys that are like most definitely speaking up, um, for you because, you know, I don't want to see you go home yet. So to see the edit and how that was done, and then to actually hear what he was saying in these confessionals, whether or not it was pieced together with editing or not, I was not happy because I felt like this was not matching the energy and the conversations that we were having. Even after I was eliminated, we were still, you know, friends. Like we did not date. We did not get together. We didn't, it didn't get to that. Um, Mm -hmm. But I felt on the friendship level of it, that it was not a good look and it wasn't cool because I would have appreciated more had he prepared me and just been a bit more honest with 
whatever tone or whatever position he took as far as I concerned I was watching that episode like what in the entire hell is mm-hmm. even happening and the person that I was portrayed to be I couldn't even identify with because I don't press men and I'm not up on any guy and pressuring any man to show me any kind of interest if he shows it if he if you know you know if you get it you get it if you don't see me you don't see me but I am not that person. And so I was not Mm -hmm. happy and I was very bothered with that portrayal of me Mm -hmm. and how that editing went, but we don't have control over that. And that's TV. Um, All I can do is give my authentic, transparent self in these moments, in these interviews and and hope that folks connect with me, not with this produced thing that happened on the show. Okay. Yes. No, I completely understand that. And yeah, thanks for kind of giving context to um, especially that scene, like I said, with the, they said you were arguing and stuff. Cause yeah, yeah the only and it scene, wasn't, it really yeah. wasn't an argument. I mean, it, it was, it was intense in that the energy there was just, it was real playful and it was very back and forth. And we literally were talking a lot of trash to each other, but mm-hmm. not in that way where it was just like all of this drama. I was really pissed that Mike even said that uh, about me, but that's the true context of it. Okay. Now I'm curious for, have you talked to him since all of that? And what has he said about, um, you know, that has he like defended himself or was, you know, has he given any explanation? He tried. Um, (laughs) he tried, uh, like I said, we have been, so remember the things that are happening in those confessionals, the things that are happening on dates, all of that stuff is like real time, but we are not knowing what is being said about each other in mm-hmm. the process, like in the confessionals, we don't know. Right. So um, I'm going to assume that by the time the confessionals were shared and he said his piece, we're talking like, well, after that, that we're still in touch. Fre- mm-hmm. You know, we talk maybe once a week, once every, every other week or so, Totally platonic. Let me just keep saying that because I want to be clear. Totally platonic. And at this point, I'm like, okay, Mike is real cool. And he definitely is somebody that I can take from this even after this and like be the homie. Mm-hmm. Um, because there wasn't any mention of, of any harsh things that he said to me during that whole time um, that we were we remained in touch, I was blindsided. So when we got to the reunion, at this point, now I'm I'm looking at Mike like, so, dude, I'm not feeling at all how you played me. Mm-hmm. And um, he did offer somewhat of an explanation, which is that, you know, that was heavily edited. I did say some of those things, but they weren't necessarily about you. It was things that I did say in context to other people or other situations, but it was put together to seem like I was talking about you. But I'm like, Mike, that's kind of hard to believe because, I mean, everything around the, the whole entire context, I don't know if I can really ride with that, but I have to accept that if that's what you're giving, then okay. But that was pretty much the extent of any conversation that we had um, about. So sorry about that. It's my mother and birthday and I really should be with her right now. But you found it. And so I apologize for that. Oh, you're um, And so, 
Yeah, it's that that's what he offered was that it it really wasn't the way it came off on the show. There were parts that he's like, well, I didn't really say that about you. And I'm like, what can I say to that? Like, I can't hold a grudge forever and I can't be in my feelings about it. But we just kind of put ourselves out there with these situations, you know, where we don't have control over things and you have to give people at least enough grace um, to. I had to go with that. If if it's if it's heavy editing that had you putting me kind of in this light, then OK. OK. Right. But no, that's, I can, that's, yeah. that's the last you've not spoken since about it. OK. No, that makes sense. Um, and again, with Mike, um, I will say I, I see him in other scenes with other girls and he is kind of he had kind of has the same it seemed like he had the same feeling for other girls. I know he kept saying throughout, like, uh, uh, I don't know. He didn't like the drama. He said, this is, or he would say to different girls, like, this is too much for me. Like, I'm not interested. So mm-hmm. what was it like watching him kind of say that to other girls as well? I mean, I know you obviously, you were friends and had a, you know, better connection than what was shown, but... Yeah. Um, well, what I did get from Mike, and e- this is even at the mixer, um, when we did have a few moments to sit and talk, is that he is quiet and he's very reserved. Um, and I do think he gets overwhelmed easily with just too much going on. So I I, I got that from him that if if it's if it's too much energy, if there's like too much stimulation, if he's being pulled too many different ways or being agitated or whatever. I don't, I don't think that he takes to those environments and those moments. Well, I think Mike, um, he's the fly on the wall and he kind of likes to, to assess. He reads the room and he's not saying much. He's kind of gathering. And I think he did that for a good while, you know, um, at the very beginning of us coming together and, and being in these group settings where we all had a chance to just mix, mingle, talk, connect, be in the room. Folks are buzzing, talking to one person, then another, then another. And he's the guy that's just kind of like sitting back, looking at it all. Mm -hmm. Um, It didn't surprise me to hear him have similar sentiments that it's just like, you know, I don't like the drama. I don't like the energy. I don't, you know, that's him. And um, it was very clear that he was connecting with Brandy from the beginning. So I understood that as well, that, well, he probably isn't into a lot of the other women or a lot of the vibes and energies here because he's found someone that he wants to connect with. Nothing wrong with that. Right. Yes. Okay. So Looney, um, you kind of connected early on with LJ. Like you said earlier, he checked on you when you were, when you had COVID and all of that. And oh my gosh, I love his accent. <laughs> it's so, I like LJ a lot. I love his accent. He seems, <laughs> I really like him. So uh, what kind of uh, connected you with him? Um, LJ was just very intentional. Um, for me, that's, you know, that's important um, for someone that's, that's, that I'm, 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 you know, looking to be with, you know, so he was, he was intentional from the mixer. He was the first person to ask for my number, you know, even though we weren't supposed to have phones, <laughs> he oh. had his and he got the digits. Um, So, you know, <laughs> and then he was very consistent. So, you know, it was just him and his intention and just being, you know, consistent and reaching out and communicating and pursuing. Yes. Um. Okay. So he, he wasn't supposed to have his phone. 
Oh my gosh. Okay. So what I always thought, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, the unique part of ready to love that I've seen compared to other dating shows out there is obviously um, with the exception, I know one season because of COVID they had ready to love um, on a uh, like rich, they were at a retreat. So they were like at a house and, you know, in close quarters, but with you guys, obviously you live your daily lives. And I thought that you guys can kind of like, you can text each other outside of filming and kind of make those connections. Is that how it is? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, it is. It was okay. just at that, at the mixer at the very oh. first season, um, we, we weren't, you know, uh, well, looks like we were told not to have the phones out. So, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, but you know, he he had his phone, so he was able to, you know, he was able to bypass that and get the number a lot faster. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, I was mad that I followed the rules cuz right? I, I didn't exchange with anyone that day. Um mm. and we had a a week off with with COVID. Mm-hmm. Our week, and she was perfectly fine. It really sucked that we couldn't, you know, continue filming because right. she didn't have symptoms, but just the fact that the test came positive. So we had to play that safe. But in that entire week, I didn't connect with a single person because I'm like, well, if I don't have my phone and I'm not really able to exchange numbers or social media. So some people did. And I I, I don't know. I, I missed the memo. I guess I should have known to, to be a rebel that day. <laughs> Interesting. Yes. So yeah, that's what, at least what I always thought was like the cool thing about, or I guess it's cool. It can be, it can cause problems too, I guess, because then there's stuff off camera that then you have to kind of bring up on camera. But I always thought the interesting part was, yeah, you guys could connect outside of filming and that you could call text and do well, you stuff. Can. You yeah. can call text. Yeah. No physical contact is what they prefer. Oh, okay. So you, you're not supposed to meet up with them. Not right. supposed to, but FaceTiming and calling and texting, yeah, it's totally expected to do. Okay. Interesting. Um, are you allowed to find them on social media? Do they let you do that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well, that's cool. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so you connected with LJ and then it you connected a little bit with Samson. So what kind of intrigued you about Samson? Um, well, for, for me, Samson was, um, he was a, a, a super gentleman. Like he, he, he literally knew what to say, you know, he kind of just did everything right. He was also super consistent as well in reaching out and communicating. Um, so that was kind of the draw with, with, with Samson for me initially. Okay. And, um, now I know, and I was just recently watching the episode with, um, where he brought his ex and you got <laughs> down with him and stuff so um how was that especially watching it back uh kind of seeing what she had to say I mean I know she didn't say a lot um about you but I know she kind of made it clear to him like that you're kind of looking for a guy that will really show up and kind of make his intentions known I guess so you know how was it watching that back um, you know, I was a little surprised by that, uh, to be honest, because it didn't seem like she she felt that way then. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, it is what it is, if that was her impression. And it was an accurate, uh, <laughs> it was a very accurate uh, 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 opinion, because that's exactly what I'm looking for. I am looking for an intentional man. I am looking for someone um, who is going to choose me and, you know, that be that. So, 
um, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I didn't have an, uh, an issue with what, you know, she actually said. Um, and that, you know, that, that date was awkward. One of the, the major things that was not shown was after Sharice, you know, um, went in the way she went in. Um, I, after, when I said what I said, after I said what I said, Sharice responded in agreement. <laughs> she responded like, oh, well, I mean, no, you know, not, not really, I mean, fight for, for, for love or, you know, for a man. No, I mean, you know, yeah, no, not like that. So she did correct herself, you know, after I said what I said. So, you know, a lot of people, you know, felt a way about me saying it was, it was giving pick me vibes, but it was, you know, in that moment, that's exactly what I felt it was giving, it was giving very much pick me vibes because, you know, like I said then, and I will say again, you know, what is for me is for me. So, I'm not going to be in a situation where I'm sitting with three women trying to convince, you know, a man's ex that, you know, I'm the pick that he should choose. So. No, that makes sense. Of course. Um, And, and actually um, I am on a few, I try and stay off of sometimes, but there's ready to love um, Facebook groups. (laughs) Um, (laughs) People are, Oh, people are mean and stuff on Facebook groups. I can, uh, you know, because they just give their, kind of like any social media, Instagram, Twitter, but I think they think that like cast members, obviously if they are in the group, they're not going to see it or if they're, you know, so they just are very like open and honest. I'm like, Oh my gosh, like you don't know these people. Like, why are you giving your opinion like that? But anyway, um, I did see um, people were, um, you know, were actually speaking positively of you and really, um, you know, said that you kind of made the right decision that they really liked your energy. So uh, oh, wow. That helps it all. <laughs> <laughs> things, things. <Yes>. That help. <laughs> yes. I definitely got a lot of, um, you know, I got a lot of, uh, a, a lot of positive feedback, uh, you know, on, on, you know, me and, and, you know, how the show portrayed me. And, you know, it is, it, it is a good portrayal of me because I do, I, I do smile a lot. That's just kind of my personality. I'm always smiling and I'm not going to change that. Um, and I, you know, as far as the comparison on my elimination and, uh, Trinika's bottom, because a lot of people had a lot to say about that. Um, you know, again, that's just how I am too. I'm not going to be upset, you know, um, in the situation about going home or being eliminated. It just didn't make sense to me. Right. Yeah. I I know a lot of people said that too, that you were, you seem very happy and just like at peace with it and you didn't get upset and stuff. And yeah, the, the interesting part was the comparison that they kept trying to compare you guys in that scene. <laughs> Very opposite. But, but like, um, you know, everyone has a right to how they feel. And I'm sure everyone has a different experience and you know, exactly. there's a lot going on. So, um, but also with LJ, you got to meet his ex and then she, they were talking about that he was still with her like a month before and stuff. Oh, <laughs> so what I was know. your, what was your reaction when you saw that? Ooh, say that. I don't know if you saw my face, baby, but it was definitely a a a, a look uh, yes. because I, <laughs> I was not prepared. Okay, I just had just sat down and everything. I'm like, wait, what? Um, yeah, that was not it. Um, I was definitely not prepared for that. Uh, I don't know if she necessarily, you know, like I said, I, I told someone else this and I mean that I'm like, I don't know if they spoke beforehand. Um, and I'm not sure if she understood the assignment because that was just a bit too much information to share. Um, so, and, and the whole date, I'm just like, you know, it's obvious that this woman is still clearly in love and wanting a relationship with you right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was very, very awkward. That was probably the most awkward experience. <laughs> yes. 
April, I see you making faces. <laughs> what is your opinion on it? I watched that that whole scene literally like this. <laughs> oh my God, is this actually happening? Why is this girl here? Like LJ, why of all the people you could have brought her? That part. That part. Um, and I um Trinika is just she's she's just very intuitive and she's very spiritual. She definitely has like this gift. And the way she sat down and literally beelined right into it, are y'all still having sex? I'm like, okay, clearly that energy must have been so thick that mm-hmm. she felt it and and had to ask. I mean, mm-hmm. it was it's such a specific and direct and bold question. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. She was dead on. She was dead. Yeah. And she was still in love. Like that's major. That's major. That's major. I didn't understand why she was there. That whole thing was, it was baffling. It might've been the most baffling moment that I've seen on any ready love season I've ever watched. That was great. Agreed. Yes, for sure. For sure. Um, And I don't know, do you know any update? Do they still, are they still connected at all or? You guys know anything? No. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta wait on the reunion for that one, I guess. <laughs> yes. Yes. Now, speaking of the reunion, um, I do know, um, and I know, uh, Lenny, you said you kind of forgot about him, but I do know Devin a little bit because um, he did another reality show. So I've interviewed him in the past a long time ago. Um, so with Devin, he said that the reunion was very dramatic and that a lot of people were, there was just a lot of people going at each other's throats. <laughs> so is that what you guys would say about the reunion or what can you kind of tease about the reunion? Uh, what I will say uh, about the reunion is it, it is it is definitely epic and you mm-hmm. definitely not want to miss it. There are a lot of tough conversations had, um, tough situations dealt with. So uh, I definitely think it is it is something you don't want to miss. <laughs> Yes. April, what do you have to say about the reunion? I I copy, I copy Looney. Um <laughs> it was it was it was emotional. It yes. was um extremely intense. Yes. It probably will be the most dramatic reunion. And again, I've not seen all the seasons, but there's there's just a lot of energy and a lot of things that are just aired out. So mm-hmm. y'all will be entertained if nothing else. <laughs> that part. <laughs> sure. For sure. Um, okay. And then with both of you, April, you kind of talked about this a little bit earlier, but I'm yeah. curious for both of you since um since the show aired, even if you did not um find love on the show while you were in it, is there someone that you've or maybe a few guys or anything that you've connected with since since everything has aired and kind of, you know, still keep in touch with. Well, I'm dating. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm dating. Um, of I, I talked to Calvin. Like we mm-hmm. we have definitely developed such a cool friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, and I enjoy talking to him. We can literally, there is like no topic that is off um that is off. What am I trying to say? That is off limits. Yes, thank you. Uh-huh. Little brain fart. Um, <laughs> You're good. 
So I enjoy, I enjoy, you know, just having dialogue and just exchanges of like really cool energy, great insights. And Calvin is a very, he's wise, like he's just very wise. So he has a lot of amazing perspectives and I learn a lot um, from, from talking to him and I appreciate just what he pours into people um, when he's talking. So in terms of on the show, yes, Calvin and I are definitely like, you know, developing a very, very good friendship. Nothing more. It's just okay. we moving at a nice, cool, easy. Let's just be friends pace. If something evolves from that, then we'll see. But aside from that, I am dating, though. Good. Looney, what about you? Um, I, you know, um, as far as, you know, where where I'm at right now, you know, again, I don't want to give away too much, you know, um, the reunion still has not aired, but, um, you know, uh, I'm definitely still, um, still, still, uh, uh, ready for love. <laughs> yes. <laughs> take your time there. Take your time. Yeah, <laughs> definitely still ready for love. I'll say that. Good. Good. Um, okay. So with both of you, I want to kind of, See, so what can you share going on with you that you have going on outside of the show that people may not know, like your businesses, your life, that kind of thing? Any fun facts about you guys? Um, April, let's start with you. Sure, sure. Um, so Looney and I share a gift of music. And um, so I'm a singer and I am a, a fit model that those are the two things that I've been so favored to do um, full time. And I also recently made an official agreement with, there's a program, it's called the Detox Now, but I am really excited to have conversations about um, fibroids and how those affect, um, they affect women, but specifically it's a heavy, heavy, heavy target on Black women and um, the, the relationship between our nutrition and our diet and um, our habits, like the products we use, the things we put on our hair, our skin, and what we eat, how that it really drives a um, a big impact on how these fibroids affect us. So I am like really, really excited to talk about just womb health, um, feminine health, um, clean, nutrient dense, plant based eating, exercise, loving on yourself, skincare. Because these are, you know, our hair, these are all things that are our glory. And at this age, as I'm, I just turned 47. And so aging for me now is taking on a very different um, meaning. And I know how I want to age on this second half of life if I'm granted to get another 50 years. Um, So I'm hoping to make a really positive impact with just my journey and what I'm doing for me. And hopefully that will will help so many others. So my Instagram is, I have two, just to kind of compartmentalize my life. The music and the fashion and the beauty is all the real April Raquel music. Um, And then this fitness part of me where it's, I'm literally like a alter ego of myself. I'm a complete tomboy on this part of my, my, my existence, but it's April Raquel fit. And I'd love to engage with everyone watching on both those profiles on Instagram. Very nice. Thank you for that opportunity, by the way. Thank you for allowing me to do that. Yes, of course. And then with your music, um, 
Any new songs coming up? Anything like so that? So I have not done any original music in okay. some time. I want to say 2015, 2016 was the last original um, project that I've done. I do a lot of covers. So I'm performing oh. at um, high-end events, galas. I've, I've done the Emmys gala a few times, which was so awesome. Um, I perform regularly at Mastro's Ocean Club here in Fort Lauderdale um, once, maybe twice a week, depending. So right now I'm doing a lot of covers. I'm delving into hosting a little bit. So just stay tuned. Whatever is new and popping with me, I definitely will post. Good. Oh my gosh. Well, congrats on all of that. That's so exciting. Um, okay. And then Lumi, what about you? Um, well, for me, um, I am definitely still doing real estate um, here in South Florida, cover Broward and Miami markets. Um, also uh, doing music as well, um, working on a EP at the moment and just um, some more mixtape stuff that I do. I do a lot of features as well. Um, so just kind of doing that. Um, also going to be transitioning soon. Um, into a new career. So we're going to see how that goes. Um, but yeah, definitely still uh, uh, doing hosting, uh, hosting as well. Um, all things entertainment, writing um, as a singer songwriter. That's pretty much what I do is just write music. And um, that's about it, you know, um, for now. <laughs> so anything also that's going on, I, I typically post as well. You can follow me. My realtor page is uh, Looney underscore the real underscore realtor. Um, and then my regular page is just I am Looney Ford. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's awesome. Well, congrats to you both. Um, Thank you. And then lastly, um, I'm curious, are there any um, are there any moments from the show either i would say i want to end on a positive note so i'd say are there any moments from your time on ready to love that um would be like your favorite memory from the show even if we didn't get to see it on camera but any moments that you just um that are good april we can start with you if you have any (laughs) like i I only had a few moments it's not like i had that's true much um i i enjoyed the mixer it was a very very long day but it was a lot of fun. I, um, it was a lot of overstimulation, but aside from that, the buzz of it and the excitement of it and everyone coming together finally after like being kept such secrets and being, um, kept separated and all of this, it, that was really awesome. And despite the fact that the uh, circus date did not portray me well, I actually rather, Looney, Looney was there. We, we did yeah. that together. And it was a good time. I loved it. I, I love being fit yeah. and physical. And I've I, I never done that with the trapeze. I actually went back there. <laughs> and I had such a good time. So I really enjoyed um, that particular group date. Yes. <laughs> Lenny, what about you? For me, um, I would say probably um it wasn't shown but uh I had a I had a date with Justice um a basketball date was like a loving basketball theme um that was pretty, that was pretty dope that was probably the best uh the best moment I would say there Okay fun oh my gosh well that's awesome well thank you both um I'm excited to see this reunion and see how it all plays out but um I'm <laughs> you know, happy for you both. And I hope we'll 
see more from you guys soon. Thank you guys so much for listening to my interview with April and Looney from Ready to Love Miami on Oath. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you want more Reality Talk, please follow our social media. It's at Reality Talk Podcast on Instagram, or you can tweet with me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at JacksonSeth35, and I will have April and Looney's information in the, in the episode description, so you can check them out. But be sure to check out the season finale of Ready to Love Miami tonight, which is Friday, um, October 14th at 8, 7 central. And then the reunion episodes will be airing, um, I think, the next two weeks. So um, it's a great end to the season. Um, If you're not caught up, definitely go catch up on Own On Demand. But thank you guys so, so much for all the love and support. I truly appreciate it. I love you guys, and I'll see you all next week. (laughs) 